This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Skipper Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. So one more year they sang from the stands and now the fans have got their man. Neil Warnock is back, baby. So if Neil Warnock's got another year, surely one more pod will suit you, eh, dear listener? Let's find out because joining me, your host, Brady Frost, is a man who can always squeeze in one more game of football. It's uh, Richard Cosmala. And also on your pod panel tonight is a man who's happy for one more gym session. Johnny, we've seen those arms of yours. It's uh, Johnny Gillespie. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good, Brady. Happy summer, mate. I'll tell you what, this weather can get used to that. It's look like these bucket hats are in, aren't they? Just troubles when you've got a massive head like mine. You can hardly get it on, but it saves this bald head getting burnt. And Jake Edwards is in the bald head. Cosmala in tribute covers his bald head. So, mate, the bald nation, man. Just need Warnock to shave his head now and, uh, yeah, we can we can ride, man. Yeah, well, maybe we should uh, enter some uh, we'll all shave our heads if we go up in solidarity, Cosy. That's uh, <laughs> lovely stuff. Right, OK, so there's so much to discuss, lads. Um, there's a few announcements from the press conference this week and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it. But before we do, we're going to hear from someone who was there. So um, I caught up earlier with Dom Housen. So Dom Housen, he's the EFL editor for Reach, covered at Yorkshire Live. He's been in been there in Stephen Chicken's absence. Um, I spoke to him earlier about what it was like at that press conference and here's what he had to say. Hi, Dom. So uh, thanks for coming on and chatting to us. Uh, so first question, get straight in there. Uh, you were at Neil Warnock's uh, press conference this week, a bit of a surprise, one more year. Um, what was it like, because you were there, what, what was the kind of the atmosphere like and the vibe, the whole thing? Very positive, just generally. Um, I, I wasn't as uh, packed in the media room, I, I think, as I was expecting it to be. Um, and and you know, certainly not as busy as it was for when he returned in February. Um, but yeah, you know, it was classic Neil Warnock, big personality, lots of humour, some steer- serious stuff that um, was covered, uh, you know, between him and the new chief executive, Jake Edwards, who I thought came across really well. Very good first impressions from him. 
Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's a new era, isn't it? And I know that Town have made this appointment and is initially only for, for 12 months. Town fans didn't think Neil Warnock was going to be coming back and was going to be in charge this season after everything he said at the back end of last year. Um, and so really, I mean, the way I look at it is I think it's a big coup for the Town that Warnock is sticking around. It gives them stability. It buys them some time now the new owner coming in, Kevin Nagel, to implement his plans. He's brought in the chief exec. I think there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, and you know the media tried to grill Jake and Neil on what the plans are in the short, the medium or the long term. But I, I think we're only... You know, we're, a lot of things are going to happen. I think this summit's going to be busy, Huddersfield Town. I think there's going to be more announcements on the way. And... You know, we've seen already that in, I think the headline news yesterday, news-wise, was probably that you know, Neil Warlock's added to his backroom team and he's brought in Ian Bennett, who town fans are very familiar with, you know, from his great spell in 2012. And then you've got Carl Sarant coming into the backroom team. That needed to happen. And we've already seen that sporting director Lee Bromby going. Um, and it looks like, I think that's the interesting one right now of where, I think Town are going to take the time in deciding on the structure of the senior management team. And that's a really important position. Um, and everybody knows that I think Lee Bromby's come in for a lot of criticism over the last 12 to 18 months. And people look at him for the appointments of Danny Schofield, Mark Fovering. They, you know, they were at his door and he got them wrong. And so straight away... We've seen that the new owners coming in and they're saying we're now going to take a step back, reassess things. Uh, and it might be that they bring in a sporting director sooner rather than later, or, or they might just let Neil Warnock crack on. I, again, one of the, the great things for town is that Neil Warnock is so well connected in the game and he, town are not going to struggle with him there attracting players this summer um, and I suppose on the transfer front I mean the other sort of lines that came out of the press conference were that you know, Neil was saying only two to three additions I'm not quite sure if I believe him on that mm -hmm. front I, I think there might be a few more signings than that um, it's quite clear that they've identified striker up front and rightly so right you know town were only just averaging a goal a game last season that has to be addressed that they've got to get more goals into this team they're still really hopeful Danny Ward Josh Caroma are going to stay you know from what I've heard it sounds like Danny Ward is very close I think they're very confident that one will get done over the line and Josh Caroma's got probably options elsewhere you know that his form that he showed at the end of last season he's put himself in the shop window and so I, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen maybe more clubs um, that are interested in trying to get him, you know, with his contracts coming up. But yeah, I think it would be huge for town if Caroma, you know, also stayed. Um, and, and then I think it's a case of you get Ward, you get Caroma tied up and it's about adding more quality to the squad that they've got. And they showed in the last 15 matches under Warnock what they're capable of and that Warnock, got a tune out of them and seven wins in 15 and you know, they looked down we all know they looked down 
you know, after the Norwich draw and the, the hammering against Coventry, I don't think anybody gave town a chance to they staying up. And so it, it's a rebuild. And I think, you know, that's what they were very much saying at the press conference of it's steadying the ship. And I think it was managing expectations of town fans that there's a lot of excitement with the takeover and it looks like it's going to be within the next couple of weeks, it will definitely get done and dusted. Um, but I think people have to be patient and they have to be realistic at what this team can achieve next season. Mm. And like a good journalist, you've kind of sum- answered my next question and summed up everything. I, I suppose I was going to ask, what were your main takeaways from the presser? Because um, there was a lot that was announced yesterday, obviously, in, in that press conference online. Yeah, um, um, there's a piece that I'm doing soon, actually, from when I asked um, Neil about Etienne Kamara that I thought was uh, you know interesting, again, of where you know he was one of the players that sort of fell by the wayside, didn't he, when Warnock came in and, and we didn't see him a lot in the second half of the season. He showed promise at times. He's still very raw, uh, but the ability's there. You know, the fact that he's been away on international duty with you know, France's under-20s you know, shows that he's got a lot to offer uh, and there has been a bit of media speculation over his future. Um, but I think you know Warnock is definitely putting a big emphasis on the next generation and it would be trying to maximise the B team at town. And you know, we saw the emergence of Diara, Ben Jackson, Jaheim Headley, there's others there. You know, Jack Rodoni hasn't come through town's ranks, but we, we again saw him really flourish and come to the fore in the second half of the season. You know, that that's, you know, Warnock is really excited, I think, at, at trying to get, you know, these youngsters to fulfil their, their potential. You know, that's what he's aiming to do um, at, at town. And he knows that he's got a limited transfer budget to work with. Um, and I think they're going to be relying on loans. They're going to be relying on favours. Don't expect them to spend huge amounts on transfer fees, you know, for players. You know, I, I think it's going to be done in a sensible way and they're not going to be just throwing money straight at it. Uh, and, I, and I do actually think that genuinely Warnock believes that if, if he can help take the youngsters coming through their levels and keep elevating them you know, to, to the next level and keep making them better and developing them, that I think he believes that he's got uh, certainly a starting eleven. I'm not sure on the strength of the squad yet. I still think that's where they need a bit of work. But I, I think he believes deep down that they can challenge a lot of teams and, and cause a lot of trouble next year. I think that's you know what Warnock's looking at. But he, he, he was constantly doing the championship's going to be incredibly difficult next season. You look at the three teams that are coming down and the three teams that are coming up. Um, and it was classic Neil Warnock. Of yeah, you know, he, he just played a lot of the great hits that we've come to expect from him, of where he's building that siege mentality, and it's us against the world, and Town are going to be underdogs. You, you, you know, we don't really want to be talking about Huddersfield being underdogs. You know, I think that they've earned the right over the last few years by the, you know, the, the times they've had in the Premier League. You know, it'd be nice to be talking more up at Huddersfield, but then we have to appreciate, I think that they are going through transition right now and it is going to take time for Kevin Nagel to structure, get everything right on and off the pitch. 
Yeah, and you, uh, you you kind of touched on it there, but um, given you know being at the the presser yesterday, given what Warnock's kind of said, you know, I'm sure there's a lot to come out between now and then. But um, what what are your kind of expectations for Huddersfield Town next season? Like you mentioned, Neil, you know, obviously he did a great job, and you know his his reputation, and um, he won't maybe have taken this job if he didn't think he could get something out of this team. So what what are you expecting? in terms of uh, Huddersfield and their league position next season? I look at the quality of the squad and so we're still waiting on Karoma and Ward, as I mentioned before, and that could affect things if one of them doesn't stay. That might mean that Town have to go into the market to get more players. And I still look at it and think the striking options, Town have got lots of players up front but you'll know this as well, Brady, from watching the team over the last couple of years of where there's still nobody that you can hang your hat on and think is going to consistently find and get, you know, like score goals and find the back of the net on a regular basis. And uh, that is the hardest position to recruit for. You know, Every club virtually in the Championship will be, will be after strikers um, this summer. And they'll be looking to do what Middlesbrough did with Cameron Archer, for example, from last year. And you know we've seen it over clubs of where it's about if you if you get, if you get your loan signings right, and I think that's what's going to hinge a lot um, on it for Town and their chances next year. Mm-hmm. That if you make two or three really shrewd loan additions, and they're sort of the spine of your team, then you know anything could be possible. And that is what Neil Warnock said yesterday. I, I, he was downplaying it a lot. I think you know, Neil's come back and he's looking at it and going, this is a huge challenge, but look at what I've already accomplished with this set of players. If I then can bring in five, maybe six new players to elevate the squad again, and I think it's the starting 11 as well. It's not it's not squad players. I, mean, I completely agree with my colleague Stephen Chicken at Yorkshire Live, who and, and he's absolutely right. He's written loads and loads about it in the last couple of months of where Town have got lots of players, but it's about actually improving the 11. That's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. They have to get people that will just improve that starting 11. As you look at it, they've got players in the B team coming through who've got potential. And, and so I... Yeah, it's not squad players that they need. And they've got people like Utah, who's coming back from injury, Ollie Turton. So, uh, you, know, like, you know, you look at it and you think they have got the nucleus of certainly a mid-table championship team. So to answer your question, I, I think mid-table would be a good season for town. And I, and I think the majority of town fans would be happy with that, bearing in mind it, it does seem to only ever be promotion, relegation, <laughs> you know, promotional bust, you know, is the way. I just think nobody wants a repeat of the season that's just gone. You know, that, that's not healthy for anyone. And and the, the rebuild would have been even tougher for Kevin Nagel if they'd been in League One, 100%. And there would have had to have been a bigger clear out of the first team squad. They'd have been at the risk of selling some of their top players. Now they're under less pressure to do that. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's a heck of a lot easier to rebuild, I believe, in the Championship than it is in League One. Um, and so it will be managing expectations a lot. Um, and things can quickly change in football. We know that. As <laughs> the, as bizarre as it is, with everything that Neil Warnock has done at Huddersfield Town, 
he knows that after 10 games, if they're sat in the relegation zone, I'm not saying the knives are going to be out, but the pressure will be on him. The, mm. the microscope will be on him. And, and you know, Neil was saying this only at the press conference that he's this week, he knows that, you know, he knows how the football industry works. Um, and so I, I think that it's going to be another one of those up and down seasons for town, but you just hope that it is mid table and that they don't flirt too much with relegation and trouble. You know, I, you'd like to think that they're going to be looking up, you know, I think, I think, you know, that's, I think everybody's got the fingers crossed that you know, the town will not be in any danger. But it, the Huddersfield Town way is that <laughs> it seems to be one or the other, doesn't it, at the moment? Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, yeah, I would definitely take mid-table just to calm things down a bit. Um, I, I suppose my final question, we've talked a lot about Neil and the team, um, and you, you touched on it earlier in one of your answers, but obviously Jake Edwards was introduced to the to the media for the first time. You know, we, we heard the announcement earlier in the week. Um, you mentioned that he impressed you. Um, I just wanted to know what was it that impressed you so much about him? Just a very calm head and really measured. And you look at his track record in America, you know, being you know, president over there and all the infrastructure that he set up with um, the USL. Um, it's just a really impressive resume that he's got and um, you know I just thought that he spoke really articulately um, and he sort of just used authority and calmness and that's so important in a position that is as key as chief exec is and you know he's going to be learning a bit on the job as he's not been a chief executive before but you, you look at everything that he's done in his life and it does give you the confidence and belief that he's going to make you know he's going to make a big success of it at town um and he's going to be that really vital um man it was sort of in the middle between neil warnock and kevin nagel and we know that kevin nagel is not going to always be in the country he's hoping to come for certainly if not the pre-season games the first match of next season and it sounds like he's going to try and regularly you know, get over to the John Smiths as, you know, as much as he possibly can. But he's got, as we know, a lot of commitments elsewhere, hasn't he? And so um, I, I think for town, yeah, for, for Jake, he knows he's got a big job on. You know, we won't go into it now, but there's a lot of work that needs to happen with the stadium, as we know, with the development and in terms of just improving everything, I think, about the John Smiths as it, it is now an old stadium and it does need, I think, updating without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that he seems a very sort of shrewd cookie. You know, first impressions are that uh, I, I think he's going to try and engage more with the fan base. He wants the commun communication to improve. And I think that, you know, he knows that that's important and that Huddersfield is a community club. And I think that's what he's going to be aiming to do but he did very much stress that you know this isn't going to be a quick fix and you know from top to bottom there's a lot of work that needs to be done at town and and i think that yeah you know kevin nagel um you know when he is officially confirmed then he can properly start to put his plans in place but yeah you know, jake is going to be a really key cog in the town machine you know, moving forward and uh, yeah no I think it's very 
exciting, really promising for town that you know that, that they've got somebody in with the pedigree that he's got, um, and I think he's going to add a value, add a lot of value to the business. Um, and you, know, you talked about trying to improve the match day experience, and that's another area that I think you know town you know, need to look at, and you know that's what he's going to be looking to do as part of his remit. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like very exciting times. Um, uh, Dom, just before we let you go, then is, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to add, or anything you want to, you know, you think the town fans should know? Uh, no, I think I've pretty much covered it all there, haven't I? Really. I think that yeah, no, it's, it's, the sooner it gets done and over the line, that the better for town. You know, we know that a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but um, yeah, you know, I, I think. It's a shame, really, that we always knew that the time scale of the takeover was going to be end of May, beginning of June. And we've had the confirmation come through that Nagel's now been approved uh, by the owners and directors test of the EFL. And that's great news. And now we're just waiting for the, the last bit of you know clearance. From what Jake Edwards was saying, it could still be another couple of weeks. You just hope it doesn't. You know, derail town's plans mm. too much with what they've got to do certainly with the first team straight away um and it it's, it's a pity that sort of it wasn't done right at the end of last season after they'd secured safety just to help with the forward planning um and, and then you know everything's sort of been delayed by the, the with the takeover it's not dragged on it's gone within the lengths that we'd expected it to but from a town perspective, you know, to wait to you know, get Neil Warnock in as the manager and then Lee Bromby going. And you know, we've seen also the head of goalkeeping going, Paul Clements, very popular figure. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of change has happened at town, but it's now happening when we're only a week away from getting the fixtures out for next season. So things are, yeah, things are going to hot up, I think, a lot. And it's going to be a very busy eventful summer at town I, I, I think there's going to be a lot going on uh, and i think there's a lot to look forward to absolutely and i'm sure we'll, well town fans will know to check all the coverage at yorkshire live because i'm sure you'll uh, have plenty to talk about over the summer uh, for uh, sure. uh, well yeah i'll be happy when mr stephen chicken is back uh, after two weeks in tokyo and i'm going to be telling him that he'll never be allowed any time off ever again <laughs> so look, think, mate. Uh, I think the fans would definitely want to hear that. They love Steve, so uh, no, good to hear. But um, no, Don, thanks so much for coming on. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, anytime. Okay, so we've heard from Don. Cosy, um, we've had oh. a little bit of time to process this news, haven't we? Because uh, Warnock's back. We kind of heard about it last week. You know, we've kind of been waiting for it to happen, really. Um, it's happened now. So what's your reaction to, to Warnock coming in? My reaction's changed. Uh, I were honest. I don't know if anyone heard me... Uh, Last night, on Jamie Rayner's uh, West Yorkshire Sport Daily. But yeah, my instant reaction, or when the reaction was like it was going to come back, was a bit meh. And, and only because, right, I wanted him to ride off into the sunset and have his legacy, get that statue replaced Donald Arnold Wilson outside the train station. And, and the other thing as well, obviously, we've heard about his ill health uh, after the season. And obviously, a lot of people put uh, put that because of the, the stresses of the season. And... That was my concern, really. It wasn't, yeah, okay, you know, one-up football's not exactly Guardiola, but that wasn't really my reason for not wanting him to stay. It was, 
just for him really i just were worried about him can, can his body take you know 75 years or take nine months is what in my opinion is going to be the hardest championship season since well since certainly we've been in the division uh from 2012 so but yeah uh, now i've got my head around it yeah really yeah i've gone from kind of like yeah that's good to being quite excited really because I just think the warm-up factor is is there for all to see. The number of times last season, the back end where, I don't know, good example, I listened to Radio Newcastle and they, uh, they interviewed Matt Lennon on the way to the game and Neil Warnock this and they were saying Neil Warnock that and I know you're not doing well, but it's Neil Warnock. And BBC Radio Wales, when we were going down there for the game, Neil Warnock this and ooh, Neil Warnock. And you know what? I think it's so psychological, this guy. He is unbelievable. And I think it affects the opposition and... People know that when Neil Warnock's in a dugout, they ain't going to get an easy game where, fortunately, under, we were in our dugout for seven months of last season, everyone were getting an easy game. So, yeah, you can guarantee that everyone's you know, it's, everyone's going to wear their heart on the sleeve and give give everything they've got. And like Warnock was saying yesterday all over his press of that, that's all we want as fans. So, I've really come around the idea. And I think, obviously, we're going to talk about the state of the club and moving on. And that I just think when we've got inexperience, obviously, Jake Edwards is inexperienced. Kevin Nagel's inexperienced. You know, you could even say Ian Bennett's kind of inexperienced in it, his role with Carl Saran. And it's it needs someone, doesn't it? Like Neil Warnock, it just does. It, part of me, were, you know, especially after they the lost the playoff uh, final, I thought, Michael Duff, here we come. But just the more I've just thought about it, after, especially after we had the live show uh, when I think we were chatting about it as well. And uh, yeah, the more it just makes a lot of sense. And yeah, rather than be a meh kind of, let's just get have a season of stability. I, I'm quite excited. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I was initially, um, I don't know, like, I think it's, it may, like you say, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I suppose it's a one-year deal. You never know with Warnock if it's going to be more than than a, than a year because um, I didn't think he'd be, a, you know, for the start of the season. But I suppose, like you said, there's going to be so much changing behind the scenes and like, off the pitch that, and like you said, a lot of inexperience there, like coming new to a to an you know championship club for, for Kevin Nagel. Like it does actually make a lot of sense to go with a guy who's been there, done it all, um, and eliminate that risk on the pitch. And yeah, no, I'm quite excited. And and Johnny, how are you, how are you feeling about it? You're sharing that excitement. Um, I'm guessing you are because I saw you tweeting for this pod thanking Sharon Warnock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, I've I've got. I mean, I know people, loads of people, got a soft spot for Neil Warnock. That's not a unique statement to make, but I grew up on the uh, A New Beginning um, VHS and must have watched that a thousand times. So I feel Warnock for me has got a little bit of a extra special bond. Like, so when he came back, it, it was a bit magical. Um, so I've got kind of very rose tinted, well, Warnock tinted glasses. But I think from a pragmatic perspective. Um, it's easy to say now, but I, I really was still cautious around last season, uh, th- this season um, we were coming into, just because, like Cosy's alluded to, there was a lot of uh, not green people, but not green to the championship, um, and certainly green to an, uh, football, an EFL football club or an English football club. Um, and as much as I've kind of been a believer, I said it on the podcast that I think the squad was better than bottom three. Um, it is still a team that needs to work hard and be better than the sum of its parts to to survive. Um, and a manager plays a big part in that. And I think having to recruit a manager 
um, which still will be difficult because we've still not kind of, I know we've finalised the ownership to a certain extent, but there's certain things you can and can't do. And would a manager want that to be rubber stamped before he kind of commits? And then are we starting to get into closer to pre-season? Who's looking to do that? It just felt like it would, it would be difficult. And I can understand um, the people who, who who weren't necessarily keen on it, and that's not against Warnock, it's just because they want to, the club to develop and look to kind of bring someone who can be there longer. And I do understand that. And there are a couple of managers that we talked about um, at the live show who I think could do a really good job as well. And we might miss out on those now um, as a bit of a kind of flip it on its head. But I do think given how hard the championship is, it's always a hard league, but the teams coming up are quality and the teams coming down, much as it might have been a little bit of a mess of still quality, it is going to be tough. Um, and I fear with a lot of elements that are quite new, and a lot of people who are necessarily finding their feet who might make mis- mistakes, but with best intentions, um, there's not a lot of room for, for error. And I think if we had a manager who just needed to have a couple of games just to get under the belt and the, I mean, can find the feet in the first 10 games, that that could be enough to put us in another relegation fight. And then with the pressure that comes with that, could be enough to, to for someone to, to break in that situation. And I feel if we are in that situation, A, Warnock won't break, but I also feel with a Warnock, We've got a great chance of not being in, in that situation as well, and then the club can be a bit more, a bit more straight, a bit more straight and narrow. Um, the squad can be a little bit more evened out with the quality where it needs to be added. Um, the people in charge have got a year to kind of get the feet on the table, understand, and learn from Neil Warnock as well. I think that's a great himself, not just from the football perspective, but as a as a resource for the people in the boardroom, will be fantastic as well. I think we'll be collectively better for it. Um, and I had that opinion quite early, but I didn't expect him to to come back. And um, I'm very, very pleased that that he has. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're all pleased that he's come back, judging by those comments. Um, so, well, let's get into it, chaps. Then let's talk a little bit about the press conference yesterday because there was so much um, that was kind of announced. Really, um, Kevin Kevin Nagel promised us we'd, we'd be excited. There was certainly a lot to get excited about, but. Um, Cosy, I'll, I'll come to you. What what kind of stood out from you from the press conference? I know you both have I've asked you to do some research and have a little look, and I'm sure you listened to it anyway. But um, what what stood out for you? Just the calmness, really, of the uh, of the people there. Obviously, Jake Edwards and Neil Warnock. It, you've got one inexperienced guy coming and taking a post that's totally different to his last post. Obviously, he's, he's played in, in England for ten years as a footballer, but you know what he's been doing over there is totally different to what he's going to be doing at Uddersfield Town, but come across very cool, very assured and and obviously Neil Warnock speaks for himself and that as well. And I was fascinated to know, Brady, for me, what, because I can understand what Lizzo Town wanting Neil Warnock to continue, but I really couldn't understand Neil Warnock wanting to continue apart from just that maybe he's addicted to management more than we we thought. So, and you know what, it, it was fascinating. Obviously, we, we've got to take what Neil Warnock says as face value, but I was bowled over by the, you know, just the love. It really felt that, what happened in the end of the last season? The the crowd really taken to him, get behind him. I think it obviously the, the club uh, rollout video was sensational for me. One of the best ones they've done, you know, for a lot for a, many a day. And the little wink and stuff. But it's just that you know clap off the field. I think it's and he's kind of made him think a little bit more than than I thought. I'm not naive enough to know that. Obviously, Kevin will uh, will give him a you know decent pay rise and what have you. But I really just couldn't get my head around, why would he want to have nine months at a club, which really would be quite happy to finish 13th or 12th, but just have a structure built and bring through a few long plays. It doesn't feel like Neil Warnock, but but all he kept saying, and, and just like me as a fan is thinking, 
the games next season, they're so exciting. Quite, uh, it's a bit scary, some of them, to be fair. But I just think he's hungry for it. He just wants it. And you just don't know what can be achieved. And there were one or two naive questions, I thought, from some of the kind of journalists in there. But, I mean, it's it's great because after last season and, you know, let's be honest, the, the season before was brilliant, but the season before that was grim as well. And then the COVID one, it's like we we we're quite happy just to knock over a few big hitters at the stadium and, and just have some solid, you know, foundations. But to me, it's like, he just, I was surprised there. I was expecting him to say he'd been promised, you know, a good chance for Kitty. But in fact, far opposite, to be honest, we'll probably talk about that later on. But it was, uh, I just thought it was a man there who just felt he, it was, he owed it to the club. So maybe I'm being naive. He owed it to the club just to, to keep it in good hands for the, the season. And, but I just thought, yeah, I get all that. But I'm really, I'm stunned that Kevin Nagel's kind of talked him into it. And yeah, it's. I think it was fascinating as well to hear him, uh, Brady, when it was one about. He was obviously mentioning Middlesbrough without saying it, but you know where, they, you know, it was kind of his last season there. And I think they basically got Chris Wilder in over. Well, it's a famous thing, isn't it? When he had the keys and he got locked out of the the club, etc. So he mentioned that, didn't it? Just like as long as if they really want to come to me and we want to kind of bring in a manager and stuff, just just be honest. So I think he's just connected with Kevin Nagel. Uh, I think it'll be fascinating to hear his, when he's finally unveiled and when he does speak about the town. But it, yeah, I think Kevin Nagel's persuasive powers have, have really won the day, run the day there. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful to hear. I just thought, wow, this is, this is great. The club feels like it's moving forward. And uh, it's a long time since we can say that. It just reminded me, Kind of going back, if you remember how Phil started the uh, his reign, totally different ones. It was in the cinema. I'll never forget it. Like, and anyone asking about the Premier League money, that's gone. And it's just like, I just thought, whoa, man. It's just like, I know he's being honest, but he just the way it came out, this was just totally different. Expectations were set quite low, and yeah, just honestly, it was just a beautiful uh, hour and twenty minutes, really. And that as well, I just kind of finished and obviously the video today with Jake Edwards. It was really good. You just Anyone from another club or any fans not even connected with soccer should watch that and just think, club seems to be in good hands here. Mm. And uh, uh, Johnny, like obviously you can you can tell by us that we're quite excited. But Warnock, given that he's a master at um, controlling the media narrative, he was kind of downplaying things a little bit. Um, but do you think town fans, you know, have a right to be excited about this? Because um, like like Cosy says, you know, I'm kind of thinking why why would Neil Warnock take this? Like he's obviously. You know, he's saying he wants to help out the club and that connection. I think we all saw that at the end of the season. But he must think in the back of his head, you know, there's a reason he took this job. Maybe he thinks he can get something out of this squad. I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, um, I think I, I do agree with Cosy. And he, he said it a few times. He, he talked um, about obviously the motion of the Sheffield United game. And he kind of says that um, he wants to give something back. And obviously he mentions that. Dean had his arm up his back after the, the Reading game to go and hog in a chat with him, obviously the players. But I don't think that I don't think that alone would have I think that opens the door to a discussion. But I think the discussion that he's obviously had with the powers of be also has to to fit what what he what he, he'd want as well. Right, because he says he's not just gonna come if we say we've got absolutely lowest budget in in, 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 in the league, we're not we're not gonna be able to sign anybody. You might have to get one or two players in and then we're gonna work with the kids. As much as I think he'd want, he'd want to kind of like give back and, and, and stay. He did. He did say that he 
he did say I didn't want to do another year. He says it in the mm-hmm. in the interview, um, but he felt that it was the right thing to do to, to kind of give back. But I think if he wouldn't he wouldn't be here if there wasn't something. Now that's not going to say we're going to have a top six budget and, and push for promotion, but he's, there's obviously going to be room for work for him to be able to work to bring a few players in. He talks a lot about bringing players through as well, um, which I think he's, he's the right person to do. I think we'll I think we will see if a few of the younger players have been given a chance. Not necessarily just from a budget perspective, because I think he, he's obviously got a passion for that and he's the right type of manager to do that. But I think there's definitely cause to be to be excited. Um, we're all eagerly awaiting Nagel being officially kind of um, announced, or not announced, but officially allowed to kind of speak and explain what his um, vision is. We kind of we've got a. I think there was a few other things from the from the um, press conference yesterday. Without kind of saying too much, they kind of did say a lot, but you you never quite know if how much of you second guessing whether you're accurate or not. And equally, they're not going to say, "Yeah, we're going to go on a massive spending spree and all that kind of stuff." And somebody asked him from a budget perspective, and Neil Warnock quite shrewdly took it off Jake and kind mm-hmm. of said, "Oh, it's not for you to know, is it?" And I mean, we don't want if we have got a bit means, but we don't equally don't want clubs clubs knowing that as as well. So um, I think like like. Because he says we'd be naive to think he's not got some ability to, to make some movements and, and improve the squad because the squad needs it. Um, but equally, I think it's more it's more than just we've got a, a big transfer kitty. We should be excited. I think it's um, more where the club's going to go now. Um, I think with the, with a couple of in, the press conference interview we've had from, um, so I mean the, the new CEO. I think that's gone down well. I think he speaks well. Um, We've had that before, initial good first impressions, but I quite like, like because he said, he, he, he's, he's the way, the way he talks, his experience, um, the fact he wants, to, he mentioned kind of doing things over a period of time. It's, it's a project. This is not just kind of come and blow the budget in two seasons and try and do something quickly. It's sustained growth. Um, and you see successes that that's happened with, with like the likes of Coventry, likes of Luton. That sustained growth really worked. I think that's something the clubs need. We've never had a mid-table finish almost in mm. my lifetime. We were either up there or down there. And I think there's something to, to come off the back of that. Um, so, so yeah, I think there's definitely cause to be, to be excited. There's also a bit of excitement in, in the unknown as well, which could go in two ways. But um, I think that's definitely another reason to to get excited. But we'll, we'll, we'll learn more now over the next coming weeks, won't we? And as, as more comes out, um, Nabel can speak a bit more. Um, and obviously we start to get some players on the line and that might then set the bar and say actually okay we are paying a bit of cash for players or, or, or etc so it will all kind of come out steadily but I think right now there's definite cause to be to be excited I just think Brady the way uh, if we'd have had a season I don't know say finished 7th last season and then then we've got new ownership I think it's a little bit different to this feeling because I think yeah. obviously it's on such a high but then you've got to forget about well, you can't forget about obviously the last two, three months under Warner, but think about the seven months before. So to me, it just feels it's like we achieved something pretty amazing when we all felt it had gone, and and now it's time to like build. It just it feels like, to be honest, to me that we've just been promoted from League One and uh, mm. baby steps. You know, we need to kind of reestablish ourselves in the division and, and as a club as well. And to me, that's it, that I've just got that kind of feeling really, and that's as well uh, that we're just. Must like the club was in such a mess. We know we know the morale off the pitch, you know, in the dressing room and in the, you know, from speaking to a few people who remain nameless. Like in the club, the morale was garbage, man. 
So it's like there's so much preparing to be done. And obviously Warnock sort of the dressing room when it was interesting, Jake Edwards mentioned about communication between departments needs to be so much better. So he's obviously had some feedback earlier from people inside the club. You know, if, if you're a CEO, you're surely going in there, right, guys, talk to me what's not worked and things. So interesting. Uh, that was an interesting comment for me from him as well. Yeah, no, I was I, I was going to, we, we kind of mentioned that, didn't we, before we were recording. I think, um, I know with these things, it's easy to get swept up and, and be like, well, you know, you can say all the right things, we'll kind of see what happens. Because I think that's happened quite a lot at town. You touched on it because it was with Phil um, when he came in. Like, yes, he was a bit downbeat, but he also promised some stuff that he couldn't deliver necessarily. And um, yeah, no, I thought that was quite interesting about the communication because I know you're a, you're a big one for fan communication. And we've seen that be really good at town, but we've also seen it not been so yeah. good. So how, how was it for you to hear that? You know, that, that, Yeah, and especially the, the, especially more the video today, I don't know if guys have, you know, watched it yet with Jake Edwards. That was part of today. It was key. He kept mentioning match day experience, match day experience. And to me, that that's more than just, you know, beating Leeds 3-0 next season. That It's about as soon as we get there. Honestly, it's just little things, isn't it? How many times last year, me and Paz, half-time, there's no point going up for a pint in the South Stand because you've no chance of getting a beer. It's ridiculous, you know. I expect to see daft things like, you know, when I go to watch the Rhinos, you can pull your own pint. You've got... When I went to Germany, I mean, it's not going to be like that, but there's people with backpacks coming to your seats. Obviously, you can't do that in England. But, you know, just little things like that. I think it's for too long, I think we've just kind of, that. you know, it didn't, obviously, at the complication of the stadium, you know, he says, but there's some wins we can do. So that was his kind of words as well, because, you know, nothing's, let's be honest, apart from because we got in the Premier League and we had to, like, build a new TV gantry. We only did stuff because we had to. There's been nothing mm -hmm. done. Apart from that screen, which, God, that's a lot of years old now, is it? Ten years old, when we had another screen, didn't we, where it used to point to corner and all that. It were, it were like going back a few years. And then, but like that screen adds nothing, you know. You go to uh, you go Coventry and, and other places, it's just like the screen is the focal point. Jesus Christ, when you go to Germany, it's like, it's incredible. It just like blows you away and stuff. And yeah, I just, I'm just hoping this kind of stuff, because you know what? I'd come into the ground nationally if we've got a fan... I mean, obviously, there's rumours Kevin Nagel's put a bid in for the rope walk. don't know if it's true or not, but that kind of stuff would get me to the ground two hours before. And that's exactly, I know banged on about Germany a bit, but that's what happens there. They get there two hours before kickoff, and it's an event. And, and yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I, th I think the good thing is the respect the traditions of England, English football. I suppose the good, the good thing is that Jake Edwards has been in the, the playing his, in the country, so he kind of knows how it works when, I don't know, maybe you could have someone coming in that's done the job he's done, but he's just played in, you know, God, I forgot what that league is, but the one down from the MLS. So you don't really get the English football, you know, and sometimes you're thinking, so that's what gives me a lot of confidence, this guy gets it. And with Kevin Nagel, he seems a real character. And I think other Seal people, well, you've seen all the you know the stuff already. Sometimes I have to check if that blue tick's correct, but like, you know, the stuff at the Marstons, he's, you know, some real random replies to some of the fans, some really good stuff. He seems a character. I, other Seal donors to me need, Dean was a Dean was a really good one because like if if he sent something not right we'd get a Q and A canal side we'd call like that we'd have it live on radio leads and stuff. Dean were really good at sensing when there was issues and apart from obviously when you know later on in his second tenure where you know obviously there was some shocking abuse that were kind of thrown his way and rightly so he you know kind of shied away from that but I just hope people don't spoil it and obviously we've been chatting about this Twitter account let's hope you know we're not seeing stuff in October for fourth bottom. 
going on, get your hands in your pocket and all this, you know, stuff like that as well. Because I just think we need someone a bit different, a bit character. Other show people have always responded to people like that and early signs are really good, but but I suppose ultimately cut through all that, it will be about pounds and pence. And no one really knows to that, you know, his wealth. That, that is the interesting thing. But all the stuff you're hearing about him with the community, that's music to my ears. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going back, I think it's going back to your point about um, the match day experience as well. I think what's interesting about the appointment of um, Jack Edwards is that he's he's come from a position where he's had he's had to be creative. I mean, he's been part of developing like is it the USL the second division in America mm. um, from effectively nothing. He's, and he talks in his interview, well, not his interview, in the press conference around um, developing brand new clubs within communities. So he's obviously in a, in a role where he's not just kind of coming from, I mean, another championship club or League One club, which this is where we've done it. This is this is English football. This is how it's always going to be. I like the fact that he's obviously, in his previous roles, he's had to develop things and change things and be creative around how to do things differently. Um, and yeah, there's some things that wouldn't fit how they do it in America, in England. But he's, I, I can't imagine him coming and just fitting to type with what, English football is like and just leaving it like that. So I think we will see new things. Um, and I guess they'll, they'll be judged ultimately on performance on the pitch. So I mean, people aren't going to be thinking, well, the fan experience is great, but we're in League Two now. So there is yeah. that as well. But mm. I do think also that's another reason to be excited, another reason why I like, at the, at the moment, I like, I think he's, I mean, he's come across really well. I think there's a lot that he can offer um, from that side as well because of his experience in that, in that oh. area. Definitely. And I think um, one of the comments was like, you know, he mentioned about oh, we, there's a few things we can learn from America. Um, you've both kind of touched on it there. And we spoke to the Sacramento Republic fan podcast. Our, our, maybe we'll call it our sister podcast now. But um, yeah, no, I think the match day experience, I know people kind of joke about American soccer and, you know, but like they are, do have a lot of really great things. Like you say, we saw, we all saw the video came out at the time, you know, about the community stuff that they've done. And um, yeah, I do think that match day experience is part of it. I agree with what you're saying, Johnny, how you've got to balance it like on the pitch as well. But, you know, give us a reason to be there. I think we've talked about it loads of times over the years on this pod. There's so many things we could do around the ground to, to make it a lot better. And I think that is exciting. I think that's kind of the, the main takeaway from me from the press conference. And I think it's similar to you, lads. But, like, yeah, it, feel, it feels exciting. You know, it feels like this is an exciting time. You know, it's a new era. We don't really know what's going to happen. And, yeah, it's um, it feels good. It feels good. I mean, the other thing we we kind of mentioned on the list, and then I'll, I'll I'll see if there's anything you guys want to talk about before we move on. But um, we talk about transfers. Transfers always come up <laughs> um during this, and Warnock kept talking about how the priority is a striker. Um, obviously there was that little comment about um, you know, striker being offered what was it, two and a half times wage or wanting something like that. So that was that was interesting. But um, yeah, on the pitch. How do you, what is your kind of vibe from from that presser? I know it's a bit early days, Cosy. I'll come to you, but um, yeah, what what are you kind of thinking with that? He obviously, they're obviously not going to go and shout and say we've got millions and millions. Um, but yeah, how are you kind of feeling about the transfer window? Well, the interesting thing is, and it was finally mentioned by a journalist right at the back end. I'm fascinated. I, I we we were saying at the end of the season, I, I didn't think Sober Thomas could kick, kick another ball through the field town. I thought he was done, hundred percent done. And Warnock's always said, he said in some press conference last year, you know, he wouldn't, I've already told him, you know, if on my watch he'd have been here and, and all this lot. And he's already had a quick word with him. The fans, obviously, they really turned on him. But I think that if uh, Warnock says to the fans, right, get behind this guy, 
is going to be Huddersfield Town and, you know, wear the shirt and back. I think they will. So I'm fascinated to see what it can do with that. You keep forgetting as well, uh, Yuta Nakayama. Uh, again, <laughs> he didn't even know his name, did he? He was, he was mentioning about at the gym when he's got his headband on as well. But Nakayama as well, it isn't, it's kind of a, you know, cliche, the old, uh, you know, kind of a, like a new signing as well. And also, uh, God, I forgot his name. The young lad who's got at Norwich. Come on, Johnny, I'm older than you. I forget stuff. Pat Jones. Pat, Pat Jones. Jones, another guy. But I think the thing is, like, he knows that we get, these are guys, bonus kind of guys, really, if they, uh, if they obviously, Nakayama, they expect a bit more. But Pat Jones, you know, can we really expect him to I mean, wear and even play? But these are the guys that can come back in and do the, the job. It sounds like Ward's going to get a new contract two year. Talk, which to me I think is good. He'd be a good man to bring off the bench. You know what you're going to get, and obviously start some games. But yeah, the striker is the priority, and it's going to be really difficult. And I think in it to get what we want. Tyrese Simpson again. He mentioned him in the press conference as well about. I mean, you can't deny his strength and his power. Uh, I were on a walk with someone today, yeah, town fan, and he was saying, I just think he's got something. You know, I think Warner could make him something and that as well. But yeah, it's top priority, but I think defensively we look quite good, to be honest, unless we lose anyone. Maybe maybe we need a full-back, maybe we don't. But, yeah, the Sobers-Thomas Warnock thing is interesting. Obviously, Will Karoma, sounds like they put offers to him and that as well. Again, it was really weird. Before At the end of last season, I thought there's no way he's going to come. And then I think we discussed in the live pod, didn't we, just, you know, would, would we offer top dollar money to him when, you know, he gave us, gave us what, a month's worth of good football in maybe two in two, two seasons and stuff. So there's going to be a lot of interesting things. But I think one of the other things that you know, we mentioned as well, which was a bit worrying to me, uh, mentioned about uh, some kind of restriction. I think, Johnny, you, know, you kind of know the terminology a bit more than me, but that kind of caught me. It almost felt like I thought, obviously, we'd be putting away a transfer embargo when, when the window was shut anyway. But I thought that was done. And I don't know, I kind of listened to that press conference thinking we can't, we're not going to have much money to spend, not really because... You know, we're still town, and we've got one of the lower budgets. It was more like we were stopping from getting someone. So interesting, really. But I, there's just certain positions. I, th- I honestly, if we three players, I mean, we mentioned it on the live pod. Three players that need to be starters for me. You know, in, in different positions, there definitely a striker, maybe a winger, and yeah, ball playing midfield. I think that might be all right to be honest with you. There's no way to me Warner could have, have stayed if he thought we needed like eight new signings because he knew he won't get them. So. It's going to be fascinating, but I don't think it'll be revolution. I think it would, you know, it'll just be a bit of tweaking, really. Yeah, I think as well. Like we, we saw. I mean, I'm always a champion of this, but if we saw that that season under Wagner, if you really maximise your loans, I think that's where town. You know, you can make up that gap between the like the Premier League teams that are coming down. But if we, you know, we saw the call around with Col- Colwell, like how much how effective that was. So yeah, if we can maximise those loans. Sorry, Brad. The other thing you mentioned as well, which is true, we were talking about again about that walk today. When, if you remember 2017, the guys were in. It wouldn't, I've never known a preseason where everyone, the jigsaws were all there pretty much. And, and we went in them preseason games with that, you know, with the German players. And well, things are totally different now with, with you know, football. It's totally changed, I think, even over five, six years since then, where you've got Premier League squads are going to, if you get one of saying it, if you get. You're very rarely getting a loanee because they mentioned the two at Sheffield United, that Irish guy that came on the press conference at the end. They were mentioning about the two that Sheffield United uh, got from Manchester City, and obviously they were massive in, in them getting promotion, but that were all back end. And it yeah. might, so, and one of the saying is we might have to be really patient. We might not get someone until the end of August where we, you know, we might have played four or five games, but 
it's very rare. If someone's adding someone out now from Premier League team to me, I just think a bit like January, mate. Are they just dogged it, or is it embedded with no disrespect? But you know what I mean. I just as fans, we might have to be a little bit patient. But the good thing is, we will trust in Neil Warnock. Where if this were a new kind of guy at Duff, or last year we were panicking, one way with us signings it's it were a bit flat where i just think yeah we've got i think we've got smart people in the club now yeah absolutely and johnny um before we move on from the presser is there anything you kind of want to add on what we talked about there no i just think the, the other thing to look at is we've got a couple we, we did sign a couple of young players last season as well i'd like to Rodoni, um who, who i think another season under warnock will will, will progress um, he mentions like Headley and and and, and Diara and uh, as well equally, and he, he kind of touched on Kamara. Um, obviously, watch what he go and watch what he says. But he kind of said like he's got all the ability, but he just needs to slightly realign his his attitude. So there's players there that I think if they you know, if they get on the bus with Warnock, then really could kick on and kind of be those not new signs of Rodoni, but just they will progress. And then I think like say Nakayama coming back and. Um, I think Thomas is a player who is is is, is born to, to play under Warnock. If he stays and Warnock gets hold of him, I think they, they are like new signings for squad that we ended the season with. So, yeah, there's one two bits of business to be done. But I do think there's also the answers are also in the door. And I think Warnock is someone who can unlock that. Um, he alludes to the fact that he, he knows them. He's talked about some of you had measles. I think he's kind of tongue-in-cheek with that one. But what he's kind of saying in there is he understands what they're like. He knows the foibles, how they work, how they operate, what how they like to be spoken to. And that goes for a lot as well. Um, and I think one of the type of managers, the, 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 the more he gets to know somebody, the better he'll get out of them. So I think there's a little bit in that as well. Um, but no, I think it's one of them where don't take what one says literally. He, he's a yeah. master in press conferences. He's, he, like when he came in, he basically said, oh, we, we're here for the ride. We've got no chance. We'll see what we do. We played Berlin in a few weeks. We've got no chance. Not what he meant. And we, we finished with, with, with a game to spare and um, plenty of points clear. So there's always the what you're hearing, but there's underlining what he's thinking, what he's meaning. So we've also got to kind of try and kind of read between the lines with Warnock. And I think like we've said on the podcast already, um, he wouldn't be here if he couldn't get what he wanted to get Huddersfield where we need to be. Um, we don't know where that, what that ambition is yet, but certainly there'll be um, scope to trim to do that and bring in the players that we need. Johnny, does it worry you from like your recruitment point of view? For example, if you're a player and you're thinking, right, Neil Warnock's only going to be here for one year. Obviously, yeah, you could sign a winning contract and what have you, but do you, do you think that's might hinder us a little bit in negotiations? I, I was thinking that, but then I'm kind of thinking, well, hang on a minute. It's just like you could like the guys that Warnock will come in, to me, I, I think they'll be probably one or two that Warnock's been with before. You know, that'll know. I'd be surprised. I could be totally wrong here. They could be smart the blue. So I think they'll get the game. You know what I mean? Where Because I'm just thinking, if I'm a player, it's like, right, others who want me. Obviously, I'm not going to be earning top dollar compared to many, a lot of other players in the division. But And this guy's only going to be here one year. Or do you think that? Not really. Yeah. I think it depends. I think if we if we can get the players who've been on the Warnock bandwagon club in, club out, then I think that's dangerous. I don't think that is what, that does, like we talked at the beginning, how Warnock will help us, that doesn't help us because then Warnock leaves, we've got a squad of players who are kind of drilled in the Warnock way or we've already brought in because Warnock's here and we're kind of exactly where we are now. So we may as well have not have bothered. Um, and then it's one of them, isn't it, where he, he talks about potentially getting the Derby job and they went for someone for the longevity and a longer project. He sat them in three months. I mean, it's different knowing that someone's potentially only there for a year. Um, Keyword potential because he's retired about five times. But then 
people signed for um, for um, Schofield the new Saturday eight and nine games. So football's a strange one. It's it's weird knowing it rather than this potential. Um, but I guess it's it's Warnock is also a great person to sell the club and sell the overall project. And I think even if even if Warnock isn't part of that in year two, year three. Um, I think ultimately they want to sign for the club as well, and I think that's got to be important. Yeah, definitely. I think also as well, like you guys touched on it there, like we are going to be linked with the Warnock Classics, like Junior Hoyle. We've already linked with Sean Morrison. As <laughs> I think you you're going to see some of those Warnock Classics. Yeah, but also like you could the loan signings as well. Like they're only a year. I think that a lot of them make sense. And the other thing I would say, I know we don't really like to mention the other team in West Yorkshire, but um, yeah, no, not that one. But at Leeds are in the same division as us now. Um, you know, when Bielsa was in charge, he'd only sign one year deals and then it'd extend. So you can do it. I suppose it's just yeah. um it's down to the recruitment team, isn't it, to really sell it. But um yeah, I think we're gonna not necessarily see short term, but I do think we're you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of Warnock's uh, faithful players he can trust comes in and yeah, we just we you know he said two or three additions, didn't he? I yeah. I kind of think I think we'll probably do a little bit more personally, but like you say, it's more about mm. improving the starting eleven because we actually do yeah. have a lot of players. I just don't think we we're lacking quality in some areas as, as we saw for most of the season last season. Um, but we'll, we'll another move on. Oh, go on. Just quickly finishing those guys. You know, Johnny touched on there that on Johnny Og will you know stay and them lads will be buzzing more than that new mm. one. Yeah, obviously those that maybe wanted part of his plans like Kamara, and he did mention it in Kamara. Uh, there, just kind of the chat he had with him and stuff. But pretty much everyone will be like, buzzing that you can't underestimate that. You know, I know it frustrated me a little bit, like, oh, you know, for fathering him here for whatever reason, obviously, must be <laughs> they didn't, you know, didn't really want to play for him. But people want to play for Warnock, and that's so powerful, is that? And uh, I could just imagine when that news broke that he was signing, I get, get in there, you know, Redoni, get in, you know, it's they loved it, didn't they? Then dressing room uh, footage and stuff that you saw the club were kind of putting out back in the last season it was that's going to be powerful is that and that that's something we never had uh, certainly in, early on last season and in kind of going back so it's, it's almost like he's got the dressing room where some other managers like a duff I mean obviously for, for me he won the dressing room but you're wondering aren't you is he going to want it? we know what we're getting so it's uh, yeah honestly I've totally changed my mind on it I I would a bit no Neil and yeah it's a new era but we're getting keeping the guy I totally get it yeah no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, yeah, it makes sense. Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
and we'll, we'll go to listeners now because um, we did a poll before we were recording this, which said ahead ahead of this pod, we want to know, are you happy with the decision for Town to appoint Neil Warnock on a one-year deal or would you have preferred a long-term appointment? Um, no surprise, 82% said they're very happy with Neil. Uh, 2.5% said no, wanting long-term and 15% are in the middle about it. So I'll just read some of the comments for you, chaps. Um, so... Ian Abbott said it's a bit of stability while the new owner sorts everything out behind the scenes. Hopefully the first job will be placing the turnstile. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, liked, I liked this. Can I, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. I've got to say, those Ellison turnstiles are historic. We do not want plastic, scan your screen turnstiles. Not having it, absolutely not. So whoever said that, no chance. Do not replace the turnstiles. They're history. They're from the old ground. There you go. Well, you've been told here. Um, <laughs> Liam Noble, he says, happy with it. He can sign another 12-month extension when we're in the Premier League. Yeah, can you imagine? Um, but uh, Richard Hook, he said, it will be successful to avoid relegation, but I'm definitely in the middle. Um, Ian Crookshank said, it gives uh, Edwards and Nagel time to get all the off-field changes started and leave the football side to Warnock. The downside is that recruitment decisions may all end up being made for the short term. As we said, especially with no director head of football in place, yeah, a lot of people saying no such thing as long term, etc. So I think I think the fan base and us are generally positive. So we did have a section where we we're going to talk about the positives of Neil, but I feel like we've covered that quite a bit. Um, so I'm going to be that guy, or you know, balance. I'm going to look at some of the negatives um, we could have with reporting Neil. So in fact, I don't need to do that because I spoke spoke to uh, Johnny from the Borough Breakdown, um, similar position at Middlesbrough, came in, rescued them from safety. They hired him for a year and a little bit more after that. And um, I've got to say, Johnny's not super positive about it. So um, you're going to hear that chat that I spoke with him earlier right now. Also, I'm joined by Johnny now from the uh, Middlesbrough podcast, The Borough Breakdown. Johnny, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, Brady. Thank you very much uh, for having me on. It's always a pleasure coming on this show as well. So, yeah, uh, but how's things? Everything good? Yeah, good. Um, I see we've uh, both gone for a black T-shirt today. A bit of coordination from us. Mm, yeah, well, we had to, you know. I think I got the dress code. So, I mean, it was easy for us to to match on it. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, it's. You know what? When I come on the show, I feel like I've got to. You know, I've got to dress up a little bit more. So it's. Uh, but yeah, but it's good to good that we both have the memo. Yeah, I like this uh, buttering up going on here, Johnny. That's very nice. <laughs> um, but we want the reason we've got you on is obviously um, there's a lot of similarities between um, Neil as time at Huddersfield now and his time at Middlesbrough. So. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you don't mind, but when we appointed Neil at the time back in February, um, you were like a fantastic appointment, great. Like I couldn't think of a better person uh, mm. for you to to come in till the end of the season. But you know, if you he will do a good job, but maybe don't keep him on. Um, and I know mm. obviously Middlesbrough is a different, like there's different setup, different you know kind of expectations with the club, but um, it's largely positive. Um, you know, from the town fans keeping him on as you'd expect, but. I'd just be keen uh, for you to share with our listeners why um, you were kind of saying maybe don't get him in for that year. Yeah, it's so it's an interesting one because the parallels are quite similar, right? Um, you know, we were struggling. We weren't like dead and buried, which I think a lot of people thought that you guys were um, at the point at that point of his appointment. And, you know, he got us safe quite comfortably. He got you safe comfortably in the end. Uh, as well and I think the performances and everything that you guys did in that spell was, was really really good it was just effective and you, you, we did pretty much 
everything that we said that he was going to do, get his arm around the plays, get the fans on side, spin the narrative, do all those little things where Warnock does so well. And he just got the players on board. And I think they just need that little bit of belief, a slight tweak in tightening things up. And you had the quality that probably in the squad anyway to still, but it just needed that direction and probably a, someone who was a bit more wise above them to try and get them over the line. And it's great that you've done that. And I think with the, the parallel with, with us is that we had to cut cloth. We were getting rid of quite a lot of players. And we still had a few high earners, like I.e. Britt and, and Ashley Fletcher. And, you know, we, we still needed to revitalize the squad as well because we were changing complete systems under Tony Pulis to Jonathan Woodgate to then uh, Neil Warnock, which sounds horrendous when you say that, right? Um, but why, why like, it, it was a bit of a worry is that there's going to become a point in Huddersfield season next year. And I could be wrong. Like, you could go and probably win the league. It'd be classic Warnock, wouldn't it, um, to, to do so. But there'll be a time where you'll see the team start to outgrow his methods. And it's a short-term appointment. And, and, and it's just the short-termism with Warnock now where he's effective to a point. And then as teams start to get, get and understand how he's getting away with performances, they've got enough data. Looking after Christmas, that's where you tend to see that that point. Um, form starts to go, and it's similar with a lot of like teams. You know, if you see good teams, they'll have a blip at a certain point in the season where teams have enough data on them. It'll be with Warnock as well. You'll have that blip, and then it's like, okay, well, we need to bring someone in longer term, and where are we going to be? In the in the in the league as well. So if you're mid table and things go south, keep them to the end of the season. If things are south straight away, like ugh, it's a bit of a problem. But with with Warnock, like and why I said just get rid. He had a, such a good moment at the end of the season. Lap of honor, guys, the fans loved him. So you've cemented it, like I say, at Huddersfield. There, you've cemented it. Although you had a great one anywhere, you've cemented it. You don't need to do anymore. And that's why I was kind of saying, well, he's going to get found out eventually. He needs to build on it. Is there enough funds to do so? Kind of save yourself, Neil. Um, but he's, he's, he's in and I'm intrigued to see how he's going to do. And what I want for Huddersfield is just for them to have that long-term vision. Again, I think when you've seen it under Wagner, you, you've probably seen it under Carlos uh, Carbon as well until he, he left. But there was always a view where he's had a plan. With Warnock, it's very much a, okay, we'll delay another 12 months here to try and get something in. And then you're going to be stuck with all the Neil Warnock players. So you're only going to play in only a certain system for a longer period of time. And then it's a bit of a domino effect of loads of little things, which you're going to just get to here at some point. Um, but... Is he a good appointment for the for the season? I'd probably say maybe he is, but I would have liked to see Huddersfield maybe just look ahead apart from this season and go for the next one as well. Um, but it would depend on who you're going to get in because obviously after the Carlos appointment, got a couple of things wrong, didn't you? So it was be interesting to see how he, how he's doing this year. Yeah, I think a couple of things wrong is it's very, very polite of you. <laughs> um, I'm not sure town fans would disagree, but um, I suppose because it is, there is a lot of similarities. Like you say, it was a temporary solution at, at Middlesbrough and then became a permanent one. 
Um, yeah. We're just about to go into this for for a year. Um, who knows with Warnock? You know, it's always uh, there's always a chance of an extension. But what was kind of the the change when Warnock was the the, the permanent boss and like signed that contract? Like, what happened in terms of signings? Because obviously you mentioned mm-hmm. like we're going they're going to play his style a bit more. You know, it's clear that that's the how the team are going to play. Um, what kind of happened at Burr in that in that his first full season? Yeah, um, look, we we started to bring in our player a certain way where it was and you'll probably have very similar parallels I feel like it'd be free agents who you'll pick up for pennies he'll say that he's went to the chairman and said look I only want a little bit of cash to take a risk on a certain player um that player will ultimately flop um Tayosi Olasanyu was the big one for us um where he was like oh I've seen this non-league player I really like him let's pay a couple of quid for him about two games and never seen him again um and then obviously but there is one that'll do well like we had duncan watmore did really well for a couple of seasons and then we've we've let him go to 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 millwall now in terms of what he was doing uh he brought in like people like he knew so sol bamba lee peltier and we had joe lumley in goal which was horrendous and trying to think we brought in sam marcy who came from from wigan really good signing and we ended up shipping him out um literally like a few months later to, to ipswich uh which was really bizarre at the time i think it was during the middle of covid as well and i'm trying to think of who else he brought in um at the top of my head but i can't really think of it but there'll be a criteria of players who he's used in the past junior hoylet will if, if, if you don't if you don't sign junior hoylet in this summer i will never know uh what happens because i guarantee you're probably linked to him already right we are so, yeah <laughs> oh, well there you go so junior hoyle will probably come in obviously Solbam was retired now so he can't come in lee pelletier is probably retired so there'll be a couple of players that he's worked with in the past and you'll bring them in on fairly decent deals and it'll just be an adaption of what he's already been doing so working hard long ball the channels trying to have minimal possession but make the most out of it in certain areas i think a lot of your wins came with what 20 percent possession something daft like that mm-hmm. there's only a lot matter of time until that starts to to right like to go um but you'll bring in like a certain type of player you'll adjust slightly in terms of trying to play a little bit more long ball you'll bring in a few free agents and you'll just have to see how it goes um like the one big change for us and it was the middle of covid really so i feel for warlock because he didn't have the fans with him but it was dull it got to a point where once you don't have anything to fight for you get very dull very quickly as a fan and and that's not being disrespectful to neil because he does he did a great job for us for you guys and he's a good manager but watching this football is really bad to watch and admit and i can probably say that now because i watched tony pulis and jonathan will get and then warnock back to back to back um so i can kind of say that now uh but it, it gets to a point where you think that your team outgrows his ways your fans get disgruntled and the free agents might be steady at first but then you'll start to see the cracks again and who knows that you might have a really good year but i'm intrigued to kind of see how it plays out because you could be finished 14th. Would you be happy with that? 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, are you happy with 14th or would you be a bit more than that? So it depends on how you how you you how you want to see it for the next season. If your aim next year is to finish probably 12th, then it's a good appointment. If it's to progress further, then it's not a good appointment for longer term. Or if your goal is let's get promoted in three seasons, Warlock's probably not the the best option right now. But I don't really know too much about Huddersfield's moment right now, so I can't really say too much but at Borough it was very much you know stayed as welcome we were never going to get promoted and the players that he had weren't amazing either they just we just became very one-dimensional and it's taken mm-hmm. us a while to get rid of them so we're and hopefully you, you guys don't do the same yeah I think I think maybe that's the thing like you know um just from what you're talking here and it'd be interesting to know but Obviously, I I think we remember at the time when you did have Woodgate and um, Warnock came in, like that was never the the expectation. Whereas I yeah. think, you know, it'd be interesting. We'll we'll uh, we've done like a few Twitter polls um, to kind of see what people think at the start of the season. But I would quite happily take a mid-table finish. So, like you say, maybe mm. it's a good appointment in that in that sense. But um, I suppose my final question, really, Johnny, is like, what would you? kind of say to the town fans for another year of Warnock, obviously you've touched on what they can expect, but is there anything um, you think we should be aware of that you haven't covered? Um, I mean, I'm all for you being horny for Warnie still. Like, I'm all for it. Um, I want you to do well. I want you to progress. It was sad seniors in the position that you were in last year, Um, especially because like the season before was so good, right? Mm. And for it to fall like the way it did, we were similar uh, with Pulis to Woodgate. Um, and obviously to Warnock as well, and it's it's painful. But like, what message could I say to the town fans? Um, people will come. Uh, people will hit a point in that season. Some people will hit it early. Some people will hit it late. But there'll be a point where you want you'll you'll start to be a bit disgruntled, and mm. it'll be more disgruntled not just on performances because you might be doing all right. But like, and also the 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 points they might be all right, but the performances you want to expect more, and there'll just be a point where you'll hit it, and it's a bit sad. And I think the the thing that he's in at the moment is that yes, he cemented his, his really good legacy, but I just don't feel like Huddersfield fans wanted that end. Like they don't want the ending which might come. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's done so so well to get him into the position that he's in, uh, and. If he finishes 14th next year, like, does it help or hinder his, like, legacy? Because we're all very, very recency biased, aren't we? So it's like, you might forget what he did last season. So I'm just intrigued to see how he does. I'm really intrigued. But there's just going to be a point where there'll be a, there might be a disgruntlement and you're going to have to stick or twist. And my opinion would be to twist. But who who am I to judge? You know, who am I to judge? Uh, and I feel like I've just bashed Warnock for 13 minutes. But it's I, I do really respect him. I think he's a really good man manager. I just think tactically, once he gets found out, he can't change it. And how long is it going to take until he gets uh, gets found out? So, yeah. Or maybe I'm just a bit annoyed that he still beat us 4-2. Four, four um, so it could be one of those things as well. So who knows? But yeah. There's just going yeah. to be a moment. I think that's why I only said there's going to probably be a moment, unfortunately. I don't want that to happen. I want him to go on a high, but 
unfortunately, I think realistically, there's going to be a moment and stick or twist. Yeah. No, no, I think, um, I think you know, that's what we needed, Johnny, a bit of realism. Sorry to all the listeners who do feel a bit flat after that. But, um, you know, we, we asked you because, you know, let's be honest, we know it didn't work out well at Middlesbrough, so it's, it's good to know why. So, Johnny, thanks thanks so much for coming on. And um, I'm sure we'll have you on for the, for the games when the fixtures get announced. So um, we'll, we'll chat to you then. Yeah, speak to you soon, Bray. Thanks for having me on, mate. I appreciate it. No worries. Take care. Okay, so we've heard from Johnny, or as I was teasing him, uh, Mr. Party Pooper. Um, so, guys, are there any negatives? This? I know we touched on the kind of one-year deal in the short term, but um, we can... Yeah, we can uh, really. Health, obviously, he said his health was up to scratch, but you just don't know, do you? Mm. Uh, but that's the thing, and uh, the other thing there, obviously, Johnny kind of put it a little bit, but, you know, people, because it's only for one season and stuff, and the other thing as well, you just you'd like to think you don't think we're going to struggle, do you, under Warnock? But you just don't know, and it make me really sad if people. I can't imagine anyone chanting Warnock, but you know what I mean, don't you? It's like when David Wagner, you knew kind of the time where to go, and but no one dare say them words because of what he's done for the club, and that would. It's really difficult, isn't it? You, surely, hopefully, that in a debate, and, and you know we're, we're doing fine, and it's that as well. But the uh, yeah, I just. I'm, I'm fascinated. I can't wait. To, I mean, he, he can't wait. I can't wait to get off the bus at the Hillsborough Ellen Road. <laughs> it's going to be absolute hell on. In the office yesterday, we're like, only place he's cocked up at Ellen Road. I'm like, what a guy. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's going to be good. But people, again, like I said at the start, it's that psychological thing, really, where other teams, they don't know what to, <laughs> well, they kind of maybe do what to, to expect, but it's hard to, hard to handle, really, and that as well. But, yeah, I just and then I suppose the only other thing as well, Brady, you just don't know if Edwards and Warnock are going to get on. You, obviously, it were a good start, but you just don't know once the season gets going. He might that that relationships you just don't know, do you? It's, uh, stuff, but it's it all seems like unlikely stuff. But football's a strange, uh, strange old beast, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I think for me, like I probably we we talked about it live show. I probably I wasn't sure when it was going to come back. I, I maybe would have liked someone a bit more long term. But like you say, what's a long term appointment in football? But um, the thing that stuck stuck out for me when I was chatting to Johnny earlier was um, just he. I know circumstances are different and expectations at Middlesbrough, you know, a little bit different to maybe where we are right now. But he was saying there's a point in the season, you know, and they found it his first full season is where like. You can't. You kind of reach like, yeah. Like oh, we're not going up, we're not going down, and then it all feels a bit flat. And then you kind well, of want that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, no, true. But uh, well, you want so the other thing, sorry, butting in, but just another thing as well. Obviously, the next manager that they were asked yesterday, and you mentioned about you know as long as it's not what happened at my old club, and it was obviously the Middlesbrough thing, but that could be an awkward thing, really, because like it surely it's got to be yeah, you know, the board's decision who's going to be there, Kevin, but. Kevin is going to be very heavily influenced by Neil Warnock, influenced by Neil Warnock, obviously, from what he did last season. So it's it's like, it could be interesting, couldn't it? Warnock might think so-and-so would be good for the job. and But I'd say probably more of a help rather than interest. But again, you just don't know that, do you? And that process is going to be fascinating because he said, if they want my opinion, they can ask for it. But surely they will ask for it, you know, don't you think? It will yeah, be interesting, wouldn't it? I think so. I suppose just finishing what Johnny was saying was like, yeah, you kind of notice how the he was saying like 
for us, it was kind of needs must with the football. And like I know we talk about styles all the time, but he was saying like you hit a point where you realise the football isn't so great, and like maybe that becomes a bit more of an issue. But I suppose if he is a one year deal, you kind of know what you're getting, and like you say you can yeah. lean on it for the other. Um, but Johnny, what, what do you do? You think is that are you, have you got any negatives to this? Is anything you're kind of a little bit concerned don't, don't, about? Yeah, there are. I mean, there's obviously negatives versus him versus somebody else, which we kind of touched on. But kind of if you're working on him as uh, the person who's now been appointed. I think it's it's a little bit like because you touched on there. I think it creates a little bit of problem as to how we then look to re- to replace Warnock um, and what Warnock will be in his one year tenure. What potentially what players we look to sign because Warnock's going to have to want players that he he wants, he likes, he knows. But then, like you say, we don't want to be left with a load of 32, 33 year olds who have done the job and fantastic, but then a little bit of a situation where we've got a new manager come in and we've got a major rebuild to a certain extent again. So th- there's that. And then, like I say, how do you go to reappoint the manager? Um, it, 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 it kind of creates a situation we've got to do that in a closed season. And I think that's a little bit what happened with Millsborough while they became available. And I think, again, not being close to situation, but it was a case of they know one it was going um, because they had that discussion. But it's, but do you then wait and lose Wilder, who's available now? And that's kind mm-hmm. of how that situation, to, in, in my from just from reading between reading at the time, kind of came about. And it, it, it it's a little bit difficult there because it, it might we might be a situation where recruiting the next manager becomes a bit of a problem. Um, how 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 to, how do you do it? Um, yeah. So, but again, the other thing at the beauty of that we, we we know that we're aware of that from day one. Um, and they were, he was asked about that at the press conference. He said, "We're not thinking about it now." And then Warnock kind of went and said what he said. So, and I think we'll treat Warnock with respect and do it in the right way. But I do think that is a little bit of a not a problem, but something which could become a little bit more difficult how we how we go about that. Um, but other than that, I, I don't necessarily think so because if we get a bit kind of pragmatic football and it does the job and we sit mid table, I'd. You never want to say, certainly championship football, you never want to say you take mid-table because anything can happen. And we've been an example of that ourselves under Wagner. Um, but equally, I think given the way the club is and what we're looking to do and how we could develop from that, I think that's also not a negative thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably take a year of, of one ball, which is it's been coined, but I don't necessarily like that phrase. I enjoyed I enjoyed one ball because of the, result, the results we got. And if we plateau towards the end of the season, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing either. It might even make it easier for someone to transition in um, and not being the man after man, which they would have been, um, obviously, starting the new season um, without warning. So there are, there are negatives, but I think they're quite obvious. I think we can mit- mitigate those by having I mean, a plan in place and being aware of it and, and, and working smart with the situation we've got, which we'll face next season with a new manager. Or mm-hmm. Warnock just does another year. The away following continues. The way following are going to be much better, Johnny. But I'll tell you what will be fascinating. What happens if we're 7th in January? The window opens. Then what's going to happen there, Mr Nagel? Honestly, it's going to be such an exciting season. Fascinating to see what, what could happen. And part of me thinks if last season carried on for another two months, where we could end up, it were uh, pretty incredible, really. But what Warnock ball all that bad when you think about it? Yeah, people touch on that Blackburn game. But that, that seemed to be a bit of an extreme circumstance. I mean, we went to Sunderland, we give them a right game there. I mean, we should have won, I thought. So, we can play when we want and, uh, yeah, but he, he's, he always kept saying, I've got the players I've got, I've got to do, adapt, adjust, adapt to the players I've got. 
next season hopefully he'll have he knows obviously what some of these most of these about and hopefully some additions what he wants so who is slicker my lips man is it august already oh we're playing at bodmin first up the <laughs> bodmin okay. But no, no, I suppose that's it. And the, the thing is as well, like if you're gonna, you know, we've made this decision now, you might as well not necessarily like you might as well go all in on Warnock, might you? You know, and like give him the tools. And I suppose we'll just we'll just see where we are, won't we? Um, yeah, I think it's one of them where we'll, we'll just see how the season pans out. I, I think that's all you can can say. But um, it's probably a good time for us to take some questions from the listeners because we've got quite a few, as you can imagine. Uh, I'm going to open this one up. Uh, and to the guys, it, it is directed to me. I think it's on a wind-up, but um, I'll ask you guys. So Joel Conte asks, given the circumstances of Huddersfield's financial landscape on top of Warnock's renewal, do you expect Town to approach the market as if we're in a period of transition or are we to steady the ship? He says, thanks. Um, kind of touched on that there. Thanks for that, Joel. But um, I think... How would you define yeah, that, You are sorry, cousin. How would you define that, Brady? What... What would it be period of transition? What how would you define that? Is it is he kind of saying the budget or I don't does he mean eight signings? Because you could sign eight free transfers. It's like, oh, we could sign three for four million. What is it the spend or the, the amount? I am gonna be Yeah, I don't know. I suppose period of transition is like maybe what we were doing previously, where we were signing young players to develop, or if it's gonna be I mean, to be honest, I, I do think, you know, not being funny. I, I think we're probably going to sign Sean Morrison or Junior Hoyler, if not both. I feel like we are going to have a few of them. Um, I think under Warnock, it'll just be getting those those players he, he knows what he's going to give. I mean, um, the example at, at Borough as well was like, you know, a striker that people didn't think would do pretty well. Uh, and I think Warnock referenced it in the, the chat he gave at the town hall with Duncan Watmore. Like, you know, no one kind of expected him and he got, you know, 10 goals. I think it'll be people he, he knows going to get a tune out of. And like you say, maybe that quality is going to be in the pen line. But I kind of think they talked about it in the presser yesterday and just the vibe I'm kind of getting from, from the communications we have so far. I think they're just going to kind of see and lean on Warnock's advice. And I, I like the director of football, we've kind of got a question about that. But um, I think they're going to just, they said, we'll wait and see. To me, that kind of feels like, now I don't think we're going to have one while Warnock's here. We'll probably have one when he goes. Um, so I I think they're going to approach the market, maybe not to steady the ship, but like to give one up what he needs, and that probably is steadying the ship. But like you say, like if we're seventh in January, who knows? They'll roll the dice. That's kind of what we did with Carlos, wasn't it? Like tried to brought in Tino and and tried to go and Carol Lighting and tried to go for it. But um, Johnny, what about you? Do you? How do you kind of expect yeah. us to approach the market? Yeah, and it, it kind of it kind of alludes to the, what we said with the, with the cod. It does create that problem of of. Do we do we like say commit to water? Give the kind of players that he wants to play, players that I mean reasonable, um, but will work for Warner. Can he'll probably get a tune out of them? Or do we say no, no, no? Because obviously we look at the longevity of the club and giving players that might not fit because equally that could be detrimental as well. But I think yeah, I do think we will see a little bit of a hybrid because across the two, we'll have had players that we were looking at anyway um, that we want to come in. I think they'll be put in front of Warnock to kind of ultimately is it somebody he can work with there's got to be a balance between people to do now and people to kind of move forward and I think Hartrick said it on our um, live show that last um, summer was very much a recruiting for the squad whereas this summer it needs to be a recruit for the first team because there are some clear and obvious gaps in that first team um, mm-hmm. and I, whether that would, I think that would kind of fall more under the transitional point yeah. he makes there 
but it does need to be players that will fit that mold. And if you get a few senior pros like Hoyle and Morrison's, that might do it. But then it's it, it, it's how long because we've got a few senior pros in there already. So um, it, it's it's got to be well done and well balanced. But it does need to be first team first team recruits as well. I'd say. Yeah, Cosy, how, how do you how do you think we'll approach the the transfer window? I don't know. Kevin Nagel seems an excited guy, doesn't he? And, and that's well. I, th- I think the weirdest thing is we just don't know what his kind of wealth is, uh, Brady. We were chatting kind of on our internal communication about the Gillingham owner today. Uh, they seem to have some big cash, don't they? And, and that as well. But no, I, I think like what Johnny says, really, I think we're just going to lean heavily on uh, Neil Warnock because let's. he's seen, it's not, it's not just that he's come in and it's like he's got more experience. He's, he was there last season, obviously. So he... There's no one that knows any better what we need than than him really as well. And obviously the strikers, uh, you just don't know to <laughs> deal with the striker. That that seems to be you know top priority. But I'm kind of thinking, yeah, we're you know not many names, but like what kind of striker are we going to need? Just someone who's going to yeah go on someone who scores, but boom. But like do you know, it's it's almost like sometimes if you couldn't, you like put mold Tyree Simpson in with. Jordan Rhodes, you don't mean you'd have the, like the perfect striker there, wouldn't you? Like power, pit, power and strength, and obviously the the poach are extraordinaire. So, you no, know, it, it sounds like, and I mean, he, he did mention there said that we don't want to blow all our budget on kind of one player as well. So it's it's going to have to be creative uh, transfer dealers. But it's what we used to, to be honest with you. And that's what, apart from when we were with Lee Clark and uh, when when we were just getting thrown about left, right, and, and centre, just just for anyone at, at that point, but. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, we couldn't be in a better hands, really, because I think that that's difficult. I keep mentioning Michael Duff as like as if he were going to come in if one or didn't. But if he'd come in, what where would we be going then? Would we, you know? But if you look at Barnsley's uh, eleven, you know, maybe Coley Woodrow, you'd have known. But anyone else, you're struggling, aren't you? And, and that as well. So it's uh, yeah, everyone's after that striker out there. It's uh, it's not going to be easy, but yeah, he knows. I mean. Jake Edwards has said we need to be creative and, and we will be with a lot we did. This is what Matt said it many times on our pod and it's so true. And I think it's not just like the recruitment, but it's like off the pitch. Which is, Sam, if we keep, people are going to blow us away with salaries like they mentioned, you know, there was a striker that's two and a half times the offer of what we did or what have you. But, but if we do something different like we did under, you know, Wagner, it doesn't always happen, does it? But you just don't know. If we just keep doing what everyone else is doing, they're going to come to, you know, Leicester, Leeds, Forget you know, name your team. Sheffield Wednesday will blow us away in the market, even in probably Ipswich. It's going to be the good thing is he mentioned as well because probably he's going to no choice. But you know, there's people in the squad, some young lads. He, you know, he mentioned about Kamara. Who knows if he'll stay or go? Part of me still thinks he'll be gone. But you know, there, there could be some others that just pop up out of nowhere that you know might do do well for us. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's really weird, isn't it, for a team that nearly went down. I still think there's some good players there, so I don't think it needs a right lot. Probably three stars, but I don't know what. It's not really about the amount, is it? Because you know, there's other teams spent a lot more. You know, the notes and finished lower. You know, Reading for one, but like, yeah, I'm, it'll be fascinating to see. But we might have to go to the death and get the Premier loans and stuff. It it could be a long window for us. So I just hope people not badgering Kevin Nagel on Twitter. What's going on, Kev? You know, where is everyone? What's signing and? Like the, the who are with Paul Clements, great guy, you know. But like Lee Bromby, uh, you know, you could see why you kind of, you know, new guys, new ideas. So for people to be steaming in there, I just thought, no, guys, but I just don't yeah. want more of that, please. Yeah, well, we're going to come on to that actually, because um, you've, uh, you've 
perfectly captured what I was going to go on to next. That's really not a Brady, honestly. Yeah, that's it. You know, Cody, you're moving, you're moving us along. It's exactly what we need. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, Clem and, and Lee Bromby went. Um, one of the questions we got. I mean, <laughs> there's quite a few, obviously. Um, but Lee Morris, uh, he went in with this. He said, "Will there be a minute silence for Clem?" Which I thought was a bit harsh. Uh, Tom Dyson said, "Why are folk upset that we've got rid of a goalkeeper coach when we've conceded?" 512 league goals since 2015, an average of 64 per season when he joined. Um, so with me for Clem, I tweeted that I was going to lose lose him. I understand Warner wants to bring in his own men and I completely get that. But I just think, you know, um, he was kind of a voice last season, particularly during the bad times when um, like he was speaking for the fans and saying, like, yeah. and I think he did have a really good connection with fans. Like, I'm not... I'm not saying he, you know, he was irreplaceable or anything like that, but I think like that counts a lot. Like we saw that with players like Tom Below last season. Like it's hurt. It's a shame to lose those type of characters. And you know, if you take away all that kind of fan interaction he had, which was really positive, you know, he's really highly thought of um, in the goalkeeping department. You know, uh, Thomas Vaslick talked about how he kind of came because of Clem. You know, it's kind of well documented that. Uh, Clem helped identify Lee Nichols to the recruitment team and how good he's been with Lee Nichols. And, you know, so it's a shame to lose one of those people. I think that's where I stand a bit. I, I understand Warner wants to bring in his own man. Yeah. But, um, it's sad about people going as well. It's outrage over anything, Brady. It's, it's, Lee Bromby were the best thing since sliced bread in the season before. If he'd have gone in the end of the season in the playoffs after, you know, we lost to Forest, they'd have been uproar, you know, disgraced. They'd have been same in, but, you know, obviously people you know, blaming, you know, him for that season and stuff as well. And you're, not, you're bang on the money with Paul Clements. Great guy. You know, we interact with him a lot. But if he were a guy who never went on Twitter and, and just kept himself to himself, didn't kind of do any fist pumps at the end of the game, nobody would be firing at the Kevin Nagel saying what's going on and that as well. I just think sometimes like emotive reaction. But I just, I do fear for Kevin Nagel's Twitter account, to be honest with you on that as well. People's tagging him and everything. But he replies to people though. So you can't blame people for going. But... Let's hope it lasts a little bit longer than Phil Hodgkinson's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to do what Phil did. I mean, to be honest, I'm waiting for what What do we reckon the low point is for Kevin Nagel replying to a tweet? Because I saw he was replying to someone in a township on holiday. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, but yeah, made me laugh. Anyway, we should probably talk about um, Bromby and, and Glenn going. That menu of bastards. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Johnny, what's your kind of thoughts to, to Clem and Bromby going? I, I think, you know, obviously, judging on the fan reactions, different opinions on both. Yeah, I think I think Bromby, obviously, some of Twitter is an interesting place, so let's leave it there. But, um, yeah, I think with Bromby, I think it's fair enough. He, he has done some good things and made some good decisions. I think that can't, that can't be ignored. Um, but also... I can't forgive certain decisions that were made last season. Um, we'd never know how much input he has on that. Similarly, um, in the live podcast with Glennon, kind of alluding to how much Schofield impacts Schofield and picking the team. We, we're not inside the club, um, but we can only judge it from what we see. And it was his name above the door in that sense to make those decisions. Um, he was a person who gave the interviews on the official site and kind of gave the rationale as to why. Um, Schofield was chosen and why Fotheringham was chosen and I think the appointment of Fotheringham was possibly one of the one of the, one of the worst decisions that the, the club has ever made um, so I, I, 
but again, there were some good things that he, he did as well. But I think ultimately, like they've said, they want to go a new direction. They, they want a bit of a, not a clear out in a negative way, but um, bring their own people in. And I think his position didn't, wasn't fit for purpose under a Warnock anyway. Um, Clem, it's interesting. I think um, it's not a position that I think a lot of fans have that much of an affiliation with the goalkeeper coach. Um, and obviously there's reasons why we do. He's, he's been there for a while. Um, he's been there through some good times. Um, he, he does have a voice and he does a lot of work around off the pitch and what the club do with the community um, and what the club do to help support inclusion for the fans is, is really important to him. And there was that video um, or interview he had this season or last. So it's a shame to lose someone who who has a voice in, in the club towards the fans because it's, it is a rarity, certainly the level that we play at to get that. I think that's a shame to lose. I think that's a bond that people kind of felt had been broken. I think that's why a lot of people were a little bit upset. Um, it's a shame because it seems to be they turned down a job at Norwich only a fortnight ago and they've obviously been let go. So hopefully it's been done in the right way and it's not been, it's not been done in, 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 in the hand way. Um, everyone seemed to point their finger at Nagel, but it's obviously quite clear it's Warnock's decision. And ultimately, he's the manager. If he says these are the people I need in, these are the people I trust and work with, and that that's what has that's what has to to, to be done. Um, but yeah, I just think I hope it was done in, in, in the right way. Um, I can understand why it was done. It's a shame. Um, go, going back to the statistics and, and that side of things, it's one of, we're a club that's going to concede goals in the championship. That's not down to the goalkeeper coach. I think what is down to the goalkeeper coach is the people he, he's picked out. And people who've, who've mentioned him, a lot of goalkeepers who, who we hold in very high esteem have, have, have named Clement as the reason why they've been successful. Like in Lossel coming back to the club, so the only reason I've come back is because of the relationship with, with Clem. Vakalic as well, um, Danny Ward spoke very highly of him. I think Nichols speaks very highly of him. So it's a loss. Um, but ultimately, that is football. We'll move on. It's not going to have a major impact on what Huddersfield do on the field next season, hopefully. <laughs> Ian Bennett, though, great recruit. Uh, he loves Huddersfield Town a lot, and that's well. Uh, spoke to him a few times, kind of like messaging stuff. So we we had, I remember doing a thing on Radio Yorkshire for him back in the day and uh, kept in touch and loves the club. He, send, he used to send me a few comments on, you know, different things when he went there, you know, saying he was worried about this or pleased with that. So this is, you know, I know it's been a few clubs, but he, he loves Huddersfield Town. So I was really chuffed to hear, uh, hear his name uh, back. And uh, yeah, it's weird, Johnny. It's just like I just think it's modern day football now. It's kind of outrage on anything. And you know, ten years ago, for be goalkeeping coaches going and stuff. It's just, just everybody wants to comment on every single bit of news now. It's just madness, isn't it? Uh, yeah. it's just just uh, to quote the it's great. Quite, it's really common, isn't it? If you get a new manager in, they have a they have a backroom clear out. It's nothing new yeah. there. And again, it goes back to the potential cons of Warnock is the fact that if. Have we lost someone who who was good in their position, good for the club, liked the club, loved the club, had a connection with the fans for um, a tenure of one season? And that's where it's difficult. How much do you give one of exactly what he wants, which yeah. you, you can argue is the right thing to do, versus how much do you think, well, you are only here for a year, and if you go and then, not to say Bennett will go because I'm not saying well, we'll get another job, but he's not necessarily, are you left with the club in a, the right position based on the people you've had to bring in to support Warnock in the time you've supported him. So it's it's difficult. I think um, Clemens Warnock might have fallen victim to that. But again, we don't know. He, he no. might be quite happy to move on. And he, easily, part of, you know. Two new voices on the train. I'm pushing things up, mate. Don't, you know, no disrespect to the guys. 
humble. It's just like yeah, it gives us uh, you know Chico going it. New guys, isn't it? We need to, every business. I don't say in any department. You get a couple of new people in the office. It freshens it up, doesn't it? It's like yeah. keep everything up. You know, sometimes it can get a bit stale. But like I say, we don't know why why they went. I think that I think the thing is, you, you could say as well. Like we saw this last season before Warner came in. Like you could you could argue. You touched on it there, Johnny. Like a lot of people when they come in, they do bring in their own staff, and you could maybe argue Town didn't do that. You know, like. <laughs> Fotheringham did get his own people in for a while, like Schofield, you know, like, so, yeah, I think um, with the Clem thing, like, it, it's a shame, but, like, it does happen. I think it's just, you know, it's a shame to see good people go, that's that's what I've said, but, you know, understand Warner wants to bring in his own man, and with Bromby, we kind of touched on it, but, yeah, um, I think it was probably probably a good move for all, isn't it? Um, I think that's, that's all I'll say about that, but before we, we'll move on, lads, because we have one last thing to talk about, because there was a lot in the press set. It's more about uh, Danny Ward and Josh Karoma. So, um, HT AFC Dukes, he says, uh, a lot of debate around Danny Ward on here at the moment. He's in the pro Ward camp after his battling performances last season, thought he was key, but I can understand why many aren't in favour due to his low, sc- low, low scoring rate. What do you guys reckon? Is he good enough to be our starting striker? Um, Cosy, what do you think? What do you think about Ward? You said you were quite happy yeah, the only thing is, Brady, I'd, I know he's calling the shot. I'd, I just want to see him on a one-year deal, mate, uh, rather than a two. Uh like to maybe see, I don't know, Simpson come through or, or some kind of striker. But I don't think how anyone can deny uh, Danny Ward a, a new contract, really. To me, he played unfit. He played injured for, for months, I think. He was played through the pain barrier. It made me laugh. I heard some people describe that goal against Sheffield. Well, he had nothing left. I don't know if you're on this pod, but nothing left to give, so he just swung at it and... Obviously, the goal of the season, you know, voted by everyone as well. But oh, I think it's a bit brutal, people who are, are kind of saying, I get, the trouble is, I think people like new era, new this, new that, so let's get some kind of new blood. But I, I, I don't remember that many sitters that he missed. We just created absolutely jack, didn't we? You know, mm-hmm. you were embarrassing half of them games under Fotheringham. Certainly, under him, we were just chasing after lost causes. that. I used to think, Jesus Christ, I know he gets paid all right, but it must be so disheartening to just running your nuts off and just getting no service. And Jordan Rose pretty much the same when he used to, you know, come with these do the straight swap. So, yeah, I'm not a problem with it, to be honest, Brady. I think a fresh season and he's, he's a fit guy, he's, uh, Danny Ward as well, even though, you know, in his first spell, definitely had a lot of injuries, didn't he? And he did when he first came as well, back for the second time as well. But, yeah, it's just probably the two season, but but he can probably call the shots. And let's be honest, even though footballers are well paid, it, it'll be a cheap deal, mate, won't it? To to keep him, he loves the area. I was playing golf with my friend the other day uh, in in Huddersfield. So yeah, it just we know what we're getting. Like we're saying, we want it. We know what we're getting. We know what we're getting rewards. People might be yelling at me, yeah, we're getting rewards, not gold goals, mate, and all that. But for me, I just think a good guy in the dressing room, good professional. You need them guys in your team. So, yeah, but for me, if you suppose you offered him a one-year, one year, they'd probably go at this age somewhere else, I don't know, on a two-year deal, maybe two league one. So I think I can kind of see why pushing for a two-year deal and the club had accept. So, yeah, no qualms for me, really. Just on the length is the issue for me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think... Um... Like Stephen Chicken talked about in our live show, but he he was he was crucial to us staying up. Obviously, he got the winner against Sheffield United to keep us up. But I, I've always been a bit pro Danny Ward. Like I think he, you know, he I know you want people want like striker score scores goals, but 
he works so hard for the team and he brings other people into play. And I think like he's so selfless as a as a player. And if you're gonna have one up for a year, give him a guy he loves so much because he can clearly get a chance yeah. out of him. Um, so I'm I'm fully behind it. I mean, even a two year deal, like I know it's not ideal, but like you say, I think the cost to replace him um, would be so much more than offering him a two year deal. So yeah, I, I'm I'm big Danny Ward fan. I got a lot of time for him, um, and we saw when he does have people create, creating stuff for him. And look at Sorbus season where he was hot under Corbran. Mm-hmm. You know, Ward he got like 14 goals, so like he can score. You know, it's just I know that's a one like people say, oh, that's only like one season, but. If he's playing under Warnock for 46 games, you know, and he's, I don't, I think they'll probably rotate because Warnock talked about a starting striker. But yeah, I, I think, I think he can really get a tune out of him because we've already seen that. Um, Johnny, are you, are you pro Wardy staying? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, again, it's what capacity he, he takes on in, in, in the squad now, isn't it? Um, I don't think he's going to be starting all 46 games. If he does start all 46 games, because he'll be performing, in which case, fantastic. Um, I think he, he he does a job of what one at once really well. Um, obviously, Rhodes didn't get much of a look in, and he kind of alludes to the fact because what he needs from a striker is different to, to Rhodes' game. It wasn't anything other than that. Um, and I mean, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a unique role. And having a striker who's willing to do that, Jimmy's mean, willing to kind of put that hard yards in. They might not get all the opportunities they want. They might not score. Doing 15, 16, 17 goals. There's not many strikers around who, who want to do that equally as well. So um, uh, do it so selflessly. And we've got some of the club that we know, and, and obviously we're happy to work with with, with um, Warnock. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, but I think it's just understanding what role he takes on. If we're kind of thinking, right, well that's a striker, so Danny Ward signed for the season, probably a little bit high risk. But I don't think we are mm-hmm. from 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 how Warnock spoke. So I think in in that regards, you probably couldn't get better for what we're going to pay him for the experience he's got. Um, and again, it's comfortable, isn't he? He knows the club, he's, he's, he works hard, there's no risk there from our perspective. Um, so yeah, I think I think if, if he signs a two-year, fair enough. He's, a, he's a, obviously a key experience, part of the dressing room as well. We can obviously help deliver Warnock's message to anyone else in that striking unit who, who comes in to the club as well. So I think there's a lot there's a lot of benefits there to, to give him, in, to give him another, another contract, be it two years or one. Yeah, no, well said. And and last one from me, lads. Um, Josh Karama, um, he's obviously one who we're in talks with. Doesn't sound as as close um, as it does with Wardy, but is is this your dad, Johnny? Paul Gillespie says, uh, would it be risk to offer Karama a long term contract given that Warnock won't be here after 12, 12 months? You don't have probably to is. probably, it probably is. Um, yeah, uh, what do you think? I think I think yeah I think if you if you did a poll you'd probably get it quite evenly split on this one because mm-hmm. there's your heart that's kind of saying look what he did we know it's Warnock it's probably a little bit more swaying towards giving the contract when we didn't know it's going to be Warnock there's issue that if a new manager comes in and doesn't speak Chroma's language do we get the Chroma that got bombed out to Portsmouth again we know we're not going to get that next year and I think if we if 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 Chroma signs a deal we'll get the Chroma that we got towards the end of the season for at least his first year of that contract um, which makes it a little bit more sensible to offer him one uh, and whether we can maybe look at to, to, to think well actually okay maybe there's a bit more residual value if you look to maybe sell him after that year potentially I, I, hmm. I don't know um, it's all around who else is who else have we who else is there Do you know I mean if, if we don't give that contract to Coroma who else is there in the marketplace we potentially get in as well um, potentially to look at um, but I think if we kind of focusing on next year I'd like to have, I'd like to have him at the club um, but it's all around what it's going to cost us 
Um, I think there's rules out there if you kind of give him contracts, you've got to go up in salaries or some stuff like that. I'm not quite up on things like that, but it, it, we don't want to break the bank for for a Corona. But I'm more comfortable with it now. We've got one for next year, um, but we'll see. Um, he's a little bit more of a risk than, than Danny Ward. He's probably going to be a bit more money, um, but whether there's a bit more, there's probably a bit more residual value as well. We're not going to get cash for Danny, Danny Ward now where he's in his career. If, if Chroma goes on and storms it and kind of emulates what he did over the 15 games over 46, he could be a player we get we might even get some cash for. So there's there's that as well with Chroma, but slightly more risk. But I probably would offer him a contract now we know we've got Warnock. Yeah. Cosy, what about you? And how are you feeling about Chroma if he did sign a new deal? Yeah, an interesting one. Obviously, Warnock mentioned a couple of times about wage structure and not wanting to get a one, I don't know, strike, for example, who was on three times, whichever else, dressing room, unable, etc. So, I mean, it was mentioned, obviously, on the live pod about, you know, Karoma probably wants some great money on, on his time and hopefully what he did, well, for his sake, you know, with us in the last, uh, you know, eight weeks of the season, we'll, we'll kind of get in that. But to me, it'd be on our terms. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Again, exciting times, but... Part of me wonders if Thomas and uh, Karoma could play in the same team. Is it either or, or you know, would the club maybe cash in on, on one? Well, obviously, one's out of contract, but to me, it'd be a bonus getting him uh, because I think if he does come, I think he believes in Huddersfield Town, where the, oh God, when he went to Portsmouth, there's absolutely no chance of even an A wearing a shirt and be signing another contract. But your mind, for mine, I'm one of those people who only remembers the good. So you know, when they when he was unplayable against. Uh, Sheffield United that night and was really good as well at Sunderland with that with that goal and so yeah if we can get him then great but it's one of those I don't think I'd be too upset if we didn't get him but it'd be yeah be a bonus but for me the, it'd be on him would if, if you're his agent surely you're like you know Huddersfield let, let's see who else is interested but there might not be many people I think there will be but yeah we'll have to wait and see but if if we can get a tune out of Thomas I won't be too fussed to be honest mate but yeah, it's uh, it's on our terms. Yeah, no fair play. I mean, I'm kind of with you guys, and like you mentioned, Johnny, I forgive the money's right. Um, we talked about it in the live show, but I think if Warnock's staying here for another year, we know we can get a tune out of him. And I, I know this would be, you know, Chrome would probably want to hear this, but like you say, Johnny, if if we've got a year of if if we get a year of Chrome performing as he did under Warnock, I think you know you could probably sell him for you know several million you know if he does that if he puts in a full season of that and you know that's what i'd be kind of trying to trying to do if i was town but um yeah well i suppose we'll see where we? it's just it's just hard but yeah i think his performances were great it's just um i think that's been the thing isn't it like you can't you have we haven't seen that over a season yet but you know who knows i i, I think if the money's right i'd, I'd risk it personally yeah. but the yeah, thing is it's just kind of at the end for me there's a buzz there's been a real buzz about other still town this week We've got a friendly against the RMV and we've got the, the trip to Cornwall, which I know Puzzle wasn't that excited about, but I think it'd be great the fans get down there. The, some people will love that, getting out of Cornwall, kind of bonding again, the fans and the team. Where, when Before Warnock, the team and the fans were out of love. The fans were out of love with the team, this club. So that, that's a great chance to get it going. And see Warnock mentioned it about people doing autographs. That would be brilliant. It wouldn't surprise me. Warnock invited a few for a barbecue afterwards and, and stuff like that as well. Really good. We saw the new shirt. Last week, Jake Edwards spoke well. Honestly, there was so much damage, I think, that was done uh, after, you know, probably after Wagner, really. that That's the most close I've ever felt for the club. And so the, we know, that obviously, the, what's happened. But honestly, it just feels good again. I've had a few people kind of DMing me this week when I put that tweet out saying it feels there's a buzz about the place and stuff. And 
sure there'll be a wake it out soon. There'll be signings and stuff. It just the worn up factor. I know people who were renewed season cards that have not they've not been interested for certainly not last season and stuff. It it's really good. I just think they're being smart, setting expectations. So I don't think people are rocking up for a promotion season. But I think we're all thinking, could it? You know, so there's a long way to go in the summer before we even get there. But for me, it's a buzz. And uh, just having Leeds in there, that that's going to be even better because, you know, rivals are liking officers. I work in Leeds. You, you guys might do out there. And the banter started already. So, you know, really exciting times. I'm, honestly, that, Jake Edwards, uh, I'm sold. But obviously, us, uh, all this, we stick together. No, there you go. And uh, Johnny, before we go, anything you want to you say before we wrap up? No, like just like I said at the beginning, isn't it? It, it is exciting. I quite like what um, Cosy said actually. Like, I think I, I think I absolutely feel the same. It does feel like, we've, in a weird way, we've kind of just been promoted. I've, I, when we said it, I was like, I kind of get. I, thought, I kind of feel a bit of excitement. It is a little bit. It is a little bit like that. It just feels new. It feels different. Um, and do you know what I mean? It, it, it's nice, isn't it? Because there's a bit of expect, not expectation, a bit of excitement about the unknown, um, what it could look like, who's going to be playing. And I think. Warren just gives that little bit of anchor to that excitement as well. So I think it's a, it's a good time to be positive. And like we said, we'll see over the next kind of fortnight, three, four weeks, um, what, what comes of it. And we'll probably learn more as things happen throughout throughout those kind of pre-season weeks. But I think it is, it is exciting. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a good time to be a town fan. It certainly is. And, and before we go, we'll give some thanks to people. So you might see a little thing rolling if you're listening to us on YouTube. But I just want to give thanks to Magic Rock, who always sponsor our podcast. Don't forget, you can use the code AHTDC10 for 10% off all your beers. Beer and sunshine, what a combination. That's all that I've got to say. Um, thanks to Johnny and Cosy for joining us. Thanks to you all for listening. Uh, thanks to Johnny from the Borough Breakdown and, and Dom Housen from, from Yorkshire Live. And that'll do it. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll see what goes with the pods, but we'll... Uh, there's anything interesting, you know, we can't resist talking about town. So it's an exciting time. So we'll uh, we'll see you around for the next one. So town play up. Bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.